Bottom line, we don't have to worry about this one, right? Well, I, you know, obviously you need to take it seriously and do the kinds of things that the CDC and the Department of Homeland Security are doing. But this is not a major threat for the people in the United States. And this is not something that the citizens of the United States right now should be worried about. Do you think lives could have been saved uh, if social distancing, physical distancing, stay-at-home measures had started third week of February instead of mid-March? I mean, obviously, you could logically say that if you had a process that was ongoing and you started mitigation earlier, you could have saved lives. Obviously, no one is going to deny that. But you're right. I mean, obviously, if we had right from the very beginning shut everything down, it may have been a little bit different. But there was a lot of pushback about shutting things down back then. Should we be changing our habits? And if so, how? No, right now, at this moment, there is no need to change anything that you're doing on a day-by-day -day basis. Then it became clear that we were in real trouble. When was that? When, Around it, when was that? Well, that was probably towards the middle to end of January. I don't think this is something that the United States public should be worried or frightened about. Mm -hmm. I think the risk is very low right now for the United States. So there are also new questions over whether Florida counties are correctly tabulating coronavirus deaths. Fox 35 Orlando reporter Daniel Lama has this story. Danielle. Well, hey there, Lisa. Yeah, this uh, is coming up because we were speaking with the Orange County Health Officer yesterday about some of the numbers regarding coronavirus deaths. And we had noticed that two people in their 20s had died from COVID. And so we asked him if there were any underlying conditions involved. And one of the answers really surprised us. He told us that one person actually died in a motorcycle accident. Uh, well, I don't get scared when I do a more than superficial analysis of the numbers. And when you look all over at the states who are seeing a lot of new cases, you have to look at who's getting infected because we should know by now that the goal is not to eliminate all cases. That's not rational. It's not necessary if we just protect the people who are going to have a serious complication. So when we look at the cases, yes, there's a lot more cases. Uh, by the way, they do not correlate in a time uh, sense to the uh, any kind of reopening of states. If you look at the timing, that's just a, a, mis, a misstatement. That's a false narrative. January of 2017. The topic today is the issue of pandemic uh, preparedness. And if there's one message that I want to leave with you today based on my experience, and you'll see that in a moment, is that there is no question that there will be a challenge to the coming administration in the arena of infectious diseases, both chronic infectious diseases in the sense of already ongoing disease, and we have certainly a large burden of that, but also there will be a surprise outbreak. Welcome, everybody. It is time to go down, down the rabbit hole here on NWCZRadio.com channel one. It's good to have you along. I'm Big D. I'm Brandon Valentine. And it is, uh, <laughs> you know, we got a lot of response on our last episode. Did we? Yeah, the whole Pizzagate thing. Oh. Um, most, you know, all positive. And, oh, that's good. But that's people good. were also, you know, like, hey, you missed out on this. You missed out on that. Like, well, we only have an hour. Yeah, so, I mean, we only have an hour to talk about this stuff. So basically, kinda... had to give bulletin points and stuff, and and then oddly enough, I got a I got an email from a listener. And thanks for everybody who's finding us on Spotify and on uh, Apple Stitcher, Podcast, all Stitcher, all those things, and, and listening. We really appreciate it. Yeah, and we're not asking for anything. No, like we're not. We're, we don't have any kind of GoFundMe or Patreon. Like nothing. Just enjoy it. And we just want you to enjoy it. And if you feel like sharing it, great. If not, it's it's our secret. I don't really care. But because we're doing this to us. we're doing this to put <laughs> information out there. Yes. And I, I I I actually feel like to me this is sort of a almost a, a public service. Yeah. But I had a, a an individual who 
emailed us this last week and had some questions about the Operation Monarch. Mm-hmm. Remember the we yes. did we did the a full episode on on Monarch and several of his questions we answered in the series. Well, yeah. and so I had to point him. I said, start back with paperclip, and then listen forward. And then we should address those questions. Mm-hmm. But if you have any questions after that, or you want links or anything, you let me know. And so we went back and listened to them all. He goes, nope, you answered them all. And then that was, you know, quite enlightening. So that, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's cool to, to know that people are listening to this and that, you know, we're getting, you know, some information out there. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about a couple of different subjects and, and probably heavy on the first. And if we yeah. have time, we'll get into the second because I think they're both extremely important. They're both majorly topical and the reality is, is you me everybody the public at large worldwide global is being completely lied to oh yeah on many fronts many many fronts i i just got through and i really want to highly recommend there's two books that i just finished this week there's a guy named edward bernays who died i think in the 90s he was the nephew of sigmund freud and he was the father of modern day propaganda. And propaganda, when it first started, was not a bad word. No. It was not a bad term. And he invented basically uh, manipulation on the part of governments and on the part of corporations and everything. And he wrote a book. One was called Propaganda, and the other one is called Crystallizing Public Opinion. Edward Bernays. Highly, highly. Hmm. These are written in the 20s. It could have been written yesterday. It's unbelievable. It will shake your world. It will freak you out in the way of how cavalier this guy writes about the manipulation of people and the fact that there are the learned few who dictate to the masses. Okay? And that's what we're dealing with now. And that's one of those ones, too. I mean, we've talked about him in the past, and it's almost like we almost... We almost need to do an episode. Oh, well, I just, could do a full episode on Bernays. Just talking about Bernays. Absolutely. And, and Bernays was one of the focal spokespersons, but there were other people around him at the time who were actually also influencing this, this movement. But Bernays was, is, is, was the god. Just look him up. If you look him up, uh, so his name is spelled B-R, B-E-R-N-A-Y-S, Edward Bernays. In fact, I'm just going to read a couple of quotes really quick from propaganda before we get in today so propaganda is here's a couple of quotes from bernays propaganda bears the same relation to education as to business or politics it may be abused it may be used to over advertise or on institutions and to create the public mind critical values there can be no absolute guarantee against its misuse. This is something he created. Uh, he says, nowadays, for success of the rulers, those uh, whose positions or ability gives them power can no longer do what they want without the approval of the masses. They find in propaganda a tool which is increasingly powerful in gaining that approval. Uh, Another one is, as civilizations become more complex and as the need for invisible government has been increasingly demonstrated, the technical mean has been invented and developed by which opinion may be regimented. Okay? Yeah. Uh, There's another one real quick. Only through the active energy of the intelligent few can the public at large become aware and act upon new ideas. So those are scary. I mean, this was written in the twenties. Yeah. Like 22, 28. Highly recommend you pick up those books. What we're going to talk about today is the fact that you're being lied to about COVID, COVID-19 and oh, what's yeah. going on in the world. And we played a whole montage of clips at the top there. Dr. Fauci completely contradicting himself, Florida counting a motorcycle death, uh, yeah. And if the if if a, if an on top of it reporter hadn't figured it out and pointed it out, it would still be in there. And we've had that same thing here in Washington. Oh, we, yeah. we had the same. Yeah. We, our government got busted. They were overcalculating by estimated thirteen to fifteen percent of deaths 
because if you got in a car accident or you got shot or you died of a heart attack or whatever and tested positive for COVID, it was labeled as a COVID death. Also, we had Dr. Scott Atlas. And if you're not familiar with Scott Atlas, you should really look him up. He's a Stanford professor who is blowing the lid off all the nonsense and all the overhyping and all the crazy numbers that are be th being thrown your way by the government and just shooting holes through them all and telling, you know, really breaking it down in, in a layman's term way as to what's really going on. And of course, he's being silenced and he's being poo-pooed. This is a Stanford professor. It's like it's not just some Joe on the yeah. corner. And it's not just him. There's, uh, there's quite a few. And then we played in uh, the Dr. Fauci clip from Georgetown. Uh, it, was a, it was a white, it was a black tie, white collar event in 2017, which is right after Trump was elected, where he basically said during this administration, well, I'm going to play it again. This is Dr. Fauci, 2017. This is right after Trump got elected. This was before COVID. Listen to what he says. January of 2017. The topic today is the issue of pandemic uh, preparedness. And if there's one message that I want to leave with you today based on my experience, and you'll see that in a moment, is that there is no question that there will be a challenge to the coming administration in the arena of infectious diseases, both chronic infectious diseases in the sense of already ongoing disease, and we have certainly a large burden of that, but also there will be a surprise outbreak. So there's going to be a surprise outbreak. This is 2017. Yeah, I mean. But he's talking about a surprise outbreak. Well, it can't be that much of a surprise if you just told us it was going to happen. <laughs> and we did a whole episode on Bill Gates. And his, you, notice how, you notice how Bill Gates went silent for a while? And he now did. he's starting to rear back up again. Uh, and I think it's probably because of people like us that saw everything and said, hey, people saw look through at how it. nefarious this guy really is. And then everyone's like, no, he's not. And it's like, go look. And then they're like, oh, shit, he is. Right. And then now if you try to look, it's completely been whitewashed and you're, you're not going to find it. In fact, no. it's all debunked. It's all it's pages and pages and pages of people saying, no, Bill Gates is a great guy. And that that whole theory has been debunked. But it hasn't. Go look at uh, Mipasa or ID2020. And if they're still up, if those are still up, they lay it out in specific terms, what, yeah. their, what their goal is. And at the closer we get to a vaccine, oddly enough, the more he's starting to speak out again. And that's a scary thought to me. It is. But what we want to talk today to you about is this idea that the world's ending and COVID's had the second wave and we're all going to die. And we're all going to get it. And all hell's breaking loose. And in Florida yeah. and Texas... And all these states down there who supposedly didn't do it right are burning, you know, burning down to the ground. And Dr. Fauci literally came out yesterday and said New York did it right. Like he literally said that, that he was applauding New York for doing it right. Well, I'm going to give you the numbers. New York wow. did it worse than anybody How? ever could have done it. Como actually put forced senior living homes to take active COVID patients rather than use the hospital ships. He put COVID patients into the place with the most vulnerable people. Right. How is that correct? Right. Well, I'm, I just, I just pulled it up. All right, let's look at it because we're hearing like literally that Florida and Texas and, and those kind of, and all the, you know, the, what they're, what they're calling, you know, the, the Republican states are all burning down to the ground. Like it's, it's, and New York is, is to be held up as this shining example. All right. Well, let's just look at real time numbers to date. And again, I think this is pretty suspect, but I don't, you know, We'll go with what the numbers are for, from the CDC. Yeah. Number one state for deaths. New York, 32,187. Number two, California was 7,697. Florida, 4,981. Texas, 4,008. New Jersey, 15,706. So, again, those are... That's just a that's just literally a blanket look at um, yeah you know what's going on. Let me let me do this. Uh, let's go. Um, 
Let's go uh, in the last 30 days, okay? So in the last 30 days, uh, you can see you're looking at this chart. It yep. drops down and then it goes up. And then it drops down, then it goes up, drops down, goes up, drops down, and then it goes up. So July 18th, there's been 800, supposedly 879 deaths in the United States. Um, but as we saw, as we heard with, and as we've witnessed here, how they're defining deaths, how they're defining cases is a complete shell game. Oh, it is. It's huge. It's a huge shell game. I'm going to do this. It's ridiculous. Uh, let's do COVID deaths by, uh, per capita. All right. We'll go per capita. Let's go with the top, um, the top per capita states. Uh, okay, and you're looking at John Hopkins. Okay. Yeah. So, the, well, I'm going to click out of that. That's let's, let's go out of that. Um, let's just do this in the U S okay. Yeah. All right. And see if we can down here. Okay. Confirm cases per capita. Does it have it broken down by the states? No, nope, it doesn't. Hmm. I'll, I'll figure it out. Uh, I'll figure it out later. But I, I will tell you this right now. I, I, I pulled it up earlier. <clears throat> I don't know why it's not coming up right now. Well, <laughs> I do know why it's not coming up right now. But <clears throat> New York has 10 times the death rate of, the, of any of the southern states. Yeah. <clears throat> and when you look at the top 10 states of, of deaths, it's almost every single one of them are up there in the upper northern east coast. Then you add in California and then and then it starts really going down. But Florida and Texas are experiencing nothing. In fact, I want to look at uh, check this out. So in Texas, <clears throat> and this is uh, as of um, of today. So let's look at the difference between seasonal flu and COVID-19. Yeah. Test in between 1017 so in 2018, they, between uh, 1017 and 1019, there were roughly uh, 460,000 tests given, yes. okay? And there were, uh, well, let, let back this up. So between 1017, 1018, if seasonal flu, there were 164,974 tests given. There were 35,000 uh, positives and there were 11,917 deaths. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's from seven to, from 2017 to 2018, from 2018 to 2019, you had an under 192,000, uh, tests given 31,000 positives and 10,000 deaths COVID from one twenty. So from January 20th to today, they've had in Texas, 2,600, 44,469 tests given, positives, 250,462, deaths, 3,112. Yep. The recovery rate in Texas currently, should you get COVID, based on these numbers, is 99.98951%. I mean, that's we're not hearing that. No, we're not. What we're hearing is, is that the Houston hospitals overrun. They're ordering yep. refrigeration trucks. They're setting up, you know, like we did here. They're setting up, you know, outside military hospitals. All hell's break. Florida's is falling off in the ocean because everybody's dying. Everybody's getting COVID. And it is not true. No. Another thing that they are doing that you're not hearing about, it's called stacking numbers. Oh, yeah. What they, what's happening is the CDC, and I, let's play this real quick because I think you need to understand this is amazing. I don't know why this isn't all over the news. <clears throat> There's a county in Texas called Collin County. And Collin County, like most of the <clears throat> um, city councils, they broadcast, you know, on the local, yeah, whatever, local PBS station, channel or PBS whatever. channel, whatever. Somebody happened to be recording it. Why? I don't know. But some people like that stuff. Listen to this. Listen carefully because the health 
director of this county is explaining to the city council the CDC guidelines for testing and for counting positive cases. Let's roll it. The new way the CDC told them to count cases. The new case definition. So for confirmed case, it stays the same. You still just need PCR. But now they've added a probable case definition. Uh, So that still gets counted towards the case count. It's different. It's not confirmed. It's probable, but it's still a case. Meaning if you use another testing method, not PCR, and if you have close contact with a confirmed or probable case, and if you did that lab work that was not a PCR, you could be considered a case with or without um, symptoms. They also changed the, they also updated the definition for deaths related to COVID-19. Previously, prior to this definition, it was only if you had a positive PCR result that you would be counted as someone who died related to COVID-19. Now that lab testing is no longer required to be counted towards that. All of the residents of Collin County already satisfy the green boxes. By virtue of the fact that they live in Collin County, they already satisfy the green. They only have to satisfy the, one of the blue boxes or one of the orange-yellow boxes, and they will be considered probable. If you look at the blue boxes, now, again, we talked about the orange-yellow boxes. That's a test, an antibody test. But if, if you look at just the blue boxes, if someone has two minor symptoms or one major symptom, that qualifies. So two minor symptoms, fever, headache, sore throat, chills. And fever, by the way, can either be measured fever or subjective fever. They just feel like they've got a fever. If you have a subjective fever and you have a headache and you live in Collin County, you now meet the qualifications to be a probable COVID patient. All right. Did you catch that? Yes. Did Did you catch this? So this is not just for Collin County. They were just... She was literally reading the CDC guidelines as passed down to the health administers in the United States. So let's break this down because this is huge. This is massive. Massively huge. You don't have to be tested. No. Right? So let's say you call the doctor and you're like, doc, I've got a headache. Okay. Well, that's not good. And so then he reads the list to you. Do you feel like you have the chills? Uh, No, I'm Okay. Do you feel like you have, uh, are you coughing? Yeah, I got a dry throat. Oh, COVID. Mm-hmm. And then they mark it down as a case. You don't have to go in. You don't, you're not getting tested. Nothing. And if you, let's say you call in or you talk to a, 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 one of the health, health workers, let's say you're at work and they say, do you have any of these symptoms? Do you feel, you know, chills, fever, blah, blah, blah. They go down. Um, well, I've had some headaches. Do you live any by anybody who's had COVID? Oh, yeah, Joe down the street, he got COVID. Yep. Oh, Mark, you as COVID. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a question that I've had, too, because from listening to that, um, one of the job sites that I've had to go to, we got notification that one of the, the, not even one of the workers, one of the people in the building tested positive. So they had to call all of us saying, hey, you know, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure the part of the building that I go to, this person has never been to. But they still have to, you know, it's like, okay, so does that mean that if all of a sudden I called the doctor and said, uh, uh, I, I've had this little bit of a cough and everybody knows because, you know, hmm, I have allergies. Oh, have you been near anyone? Oh, well, there was a building that I go to. Right. That so, somebody, you know. So if, <clears throat> I mean, they could literally just say, oh, yeah, well, then you have, you've got, you've got COVID. Well, I mean, then all of us have it. Right. And that's what that's what, you know, one of the, the in this clip we played in Collin County, that's what one of the yeah. one of the guys, one of the council members said. So everybody in Collin County has one. And if they have one of the other minor symptoms and even with like the chills or, or fever, it does. It could be in your head yeah. like he like it doesn't have to be tested. You don't have to have it. You can just say, I kind of feel like I, I'm kind of hot. COVID, COVID case, COVID case. Why? Why is this? Because you're sitting next to the AC. I mean, yeah. I mean. And, and you know why this is? 
Do you know why this is you know why the death numbers are stacked? Do you know why the COVID cases are stacked? Because the, the US government, the CDC, is giving out money based on cases, yeah. based on COVID deaths. Yeah. Based on so if you're a COVID death, they send you and, and I could have pulled up clip after clip after clip of doctors all over America. The only problem is verifying these cats. Yes. Like YouTube's full of nonsense where it's propaganda, you know, for COVID, against COVID. But it, so I had trouble actually verifying some of these, but some I did. But there were a lot of them who were literally saying, look, I get paid more. Like they send us more money if we mark them down as COVID. And so, and, and, and then the guidelines of whether they're COVID, like we can test them post-mortem. Yeah. Like I, like you could die hit getting hit by a bus. They test you. Oh yeah. You had COVID system. You may never even known you had them in your system. COVID death. And then that goes in. Yeah. I've got a few friends that, you know, not dead friends anyway, obviously, but that have found that they have the antibodies because they were sick. You know, they didn't feel too so good back in March and February. And they're like, oh, apparently that was COVID. Right. And so let's go back because I started talking about the stacking, yes. the stacking of the numbers, what, what's going on now as well. So as the CDC and as the, uh, the, as the health experts change, constantly switching gears as to what's a COVID case, what's a COVID death, what's not, how do you measure it and all this stuff, as soon as a new guideline comes out, they go back through all the old cases, mm. right? So let's say in March, you uh, felt like you had COVID, but you weren't sure and that you weren't tested. And they're like, yeah, we think you had COVID, but we're not positive. Well, under the new guidelines, they're going back and they're going, nope, he had COVID. So that moves forward to today and gets reported. Yep. So a lot of what you're hearing about today, as far as like today we had, you know, 1,000 new cases. Well, they don't tell you that 600, 500 of those are from the last three months. No. Like, don't. that's insane. Well, it's one of those things. That's, it's a lot of, you know, one side took what the president said where he said, okay, if I quit testing people, there'd be less cases. And they're like, oh, my God, he's saying we should stop testing. No, he's not. That's not what he's saying. He is just doing the logic of saying there's more cases right now because there's more testing. This is where it really disturbs me about the American public is the loss of logic on this. Because let's go back to the beginning where did it all start. And we did a show on this. No, we did at the very beginning. At the, the first very show. when it first started. And I implore you to go back to it because I don't think we were wrong about anything. No. And it's not that we're Nostradamus or anything, but we saw, we literally saw what was coming. But let's look at the, let's look at how this thing started. When it first started, it was flatten the curve, right? Yeah. No mask, no, no mask. there was no not mask. even social distancing. It was no, just, just flatten the curve. Just let's flat, and, and, and they even said, hey, flattening the curve mean, doesn't mean less people are going to get it. We just can't overwhelm the system. So we don't want to spike. So nobody gets it all at the same time. Right. So let's level it off, which we did. We did. We absolutely did. Everybody did. I mean, there's a couple of countries that got hit particularly hard, like Spain and um, France. I mean, there's some that, you know, really got hit hard. Italy. Yeah. But and Italy. But there's also there's reasons why. And we could go into that. And I think we did. We talked. I think in the old the other the uh, original show, we talked about. Yeah, Italy age, being age and other pre-existing factors. conditions. So anyway, it was flatten the curve, flatten the curve, and it was deaths, deaths, deaths. Then we had the riots, right? And, and then, well, let's first we locked down. Everybody locked down. Yep. Everybody like just let's destroy everything. Stop the everything. Stay, buddy. Stay home. Don't drive. Don't go out. Don't talk to your neighbors. Don't do anything. Still, no, no mask, no nothing. It was just we got to flatten this curve. And it's and it was two weeks, and then it was two more weeks, and then it was two more weeks, and then it was a month, and it just kept going. Then the riots happen. Then all hell breaks loose. Nobody says a word. Nobody says a word. Nobody says anything about, hey man, you got all these people out there who are rioting, yelling, screaming, close to each other, marches, protests, all over and on. Nobody says a word, right? We can't go to church. You can't go to a concert. Can't go to a football game. Can't do it. But can't hundreds of thousands of people can march all over the world, no problem. So that dies out. Then we get the ramp up, like literally ramped up. So now it's not even about deaths. 
It's about cases. cases. Well, I just saw a stat that in the last in in this month, so from July first to today, which is the nineteenth. There have been more tests given in that time than the entire time dating back to the start of it, all of that combined. Yeah. Right? So from March up to July, combine all of that, we've given more, almost double the amount of tests of that entire time. So of course the case is going to go up. Let's just be logical here. In my neighborhood, if I feel like, man, I think, you know, I got the flu. My wife has the flu. I heard the neighbor has the flu. That's crazy. Everybody's got the flu. But I don't know that everybody has the flu. No. So let's test everybody, right? So my theory is, is that everybody has the flu. So we all test and we find out that my wife, myself, and my neighbor have the flu. Yeah. Nobody else has the flu. But in my world, it seems like everybody has the flu because those are the ones I deal with. Yep. Right? Or opposite, Right. Let's say you have the flu and you're like, man, I got the flu. It doesn't seem like anybody else has the flu, but let's test everybody. And then you find out half your neighborhood has the flu. They just haven't told you or they don't feel it like you do. Yeah. Testing is going to give you more or less and generally more because it, everything affects everybody differently. Right. So cases, what I don't, what pisses, the cases, yeah. what pisses me off about a case is they don't, so this is all fear porn, people. This is all, oh, all fear, fear porn. porn. When they say case, we oh, we've had, you know, 1,500 cases or 500 cases or 2,000 cases. A case can be anything from, I don't even know I have it. Like, I have no clue I have it. All the way up to, you're dead. And yeah. that's a, that, this is a lot of room in there. And the big problem is, too, is like you said, the cases could be, you don't even know you have it. Someone walks up, you have a massive heart attack while we're sitting here arguing, talking about this. And all of a sudden they test your blood and they're like, oh, there's a new case. He had it and that's COVID. And he died. Like, and he died And, and in this clip in Collin County, they say COVID related deaths. They're not counting COVID cause of death. No. Like you, COVID caused you to die. No. Like you caught COVID and it killed you. Which no, it, you caught COVID and then you died. And so since you had it, that's what we're going to count it as. Yeah. That's like me shooting you and say you died from cardiac arrest. Right. Because cardiac arrest literally means or, your or heart let's stopped. Say, let's say you shot me and I bled out and they said, nope, he took a bullet to the heart. Yeah. Well, maybe the bullet to the heart didn't kill me, but bleeding out did. Yeah. I didn't get there in time. Yeah. Right. Here's, a, here's another stat that's going to blow your mind. We're, everybody's talking about going back to school, right? That's the yeah. huge debate in America as we speak. Yes. We have lots of European countries where the kids are all back in school and we've seen nothing. The only thing I found was that in Israel, they, the kids went back to school and then there was a, a, a spike among the teachers. But when they did the research, they found out it's because the teachers at lunchtime were all having lunch with each other and they gave it to each other. Because the fact of the matter is, listen to this. So, this is from the CDC. I'm not making this up. Look it up. Deaths through uh, 6, 27, 20. So, this is the 27th of June this year. This is in the U.S., okay? Seasonal influenza, deaths of kids. And I don't know how they determine it. It may be the same way as they do COVID, but it doesn't really matter for this argument because these are their numbers. Seasonal influ influenza killed 150 children. I assume they all had pre-existing conditions. Some of them were going through chemo. Some of them had immune, you know, like immune yeah. system problems or whatever. You know how many COVID deaths we've had in the United States this year? 29. 29 children. Every, and I looked them up, every single one of them, every single one were the result of some major malfunction in their body not related to COVID. Yeah, they just happen to have COVID. And right. that's, the, that's the big thing, too, is, you know, I've got, you know, the, the, under the CDC's, you know, counts for coronavirus deaths and the graphs that you can find. And in the graph, it shows a huge spike in April. Right. And then that drops off to almost nothing and has stayed as nothing. For, well, there's a, uh, and this is all the way up to this week. Yeah. To, to this week. 
and there's nothing there. And the thing is, if you really look at this, and this is, and I hate to say this, and I know people get all pissed because, oh, you're going to kill grandma, but the biggest spike is people over the age of what, 75. With pre existing conditions. So, well, this yeah. is, and this is, this is a true fact. This is an absolute true, true fact in my life. My mom has been living in a um, assisted living quarters for about six years. Every year, every year, it closes down for a week or two, up to a month, because the flu or pneumonia runs through the place. And every year, there's a percentage of people who die. It sucks. It's sad. Their lives count. It's not, it's, you know, it's, but the point is, is they're at the end of their life and they have a bunch of problems going on and yeah. this just pushes them over the edge. And it's, it could have been the cold. It could have been cold. Anything that these people would have had probably would have killed them. I mean, I'll be honest. My dad is, <laughs> he hates the mask. Um, but yeah, let's get, we're getting into the mask next. He, my dad has flat out told me already. He's like, I'm 87 years old. I've lived a long life. I've, you know, lived through World War II. I fought in Korea. I did all this stuff. If a stupid virus is going to fucking take me, then it's going to take me. I don't care. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we're not, look, is COVID real? Absolutely. Yes, it is. It's absolutely real. Is, are people dying of it? Sure. Sure they yes. are. There's no doubt about it. Are people dying in mass over it? No. No. No, they're not. Are there a lot of cases? Well, the more you test, the more cases you're going to get. That's just the reality of things. It is. If you, in the height of flu and cold season, started testing everybody at work, you'd get, you would find yeah. out that a lot of people have the cold, a lot of people have the flu. That don't admit to it. And part of the thing is, too, is, I mean, it's one of those with, you know, and I, and I was talking to, to my wife about this, and I mean, she completely gets it, but I was talking to her, and I'm like, say me and you both went in for tests. Right. And it came back, and one of us had it. That's 50%, but that's only one case. But then all of a sudden I go and I, you know, like you said, I test your entire neighborhood of 100 people and four people come back. Oh, my God, we just quadrupled the case count. And that's it's phone. It's and that's phony numbers. You, we just quadrupled the case count. But our percentage is only at 4% now. All of a sudden we've and that's what right. you look at. It's Once you start looking at the cases and how many tests they've done, yep. all of a sudden you're seeing that the percentage is 95% negative. It's word salad. It's word salad, all it is. And, and anybody who's ever uh, in college taken a statistics class, you know. Yeah. You know how easy it is to manipulate numbers and oh, yeah. how easy it is to, uh, you can, I mean, you can sway public by omission of numbers, by over-exaggerating numbers. Or just you know, giving them that you, you, they're not even, you know, really omitting. They're just giving the, the, the certain numbers that they know are going to, to get a fear where they say there's been this many cases and it's like, okay, there's been that many cases, but what percentage of the tests are positive? Yeah. There's a guy named Dr. Bostom, B-O-S-T-O-M. And I, and I highly recommend you look him up a uh, good, my good friend, Todd Herman, who has a show on KTTH 770 in Seattle had has had him on his show several times. So I went and looked out his looked up all of his research. And Dr. Boston, who's a legit guy who is very smart, here are some of his conclusions uh, that he's discussed on Todd's show. And you can find him on his website. And I'm just going to encapsulate them. One, the World Health Organization and the CDC. So we have the WHO and the CDC, both know and it's been proven and he has all of the data and the charts and everything that masks do not inhibit viral transmissions including no. influenza which of course the covid is a type he also concludes that 18 to 34 year olds face almost zero risk from the covid kids are at a far greater risk of death from the flu than they are from the covid and the risks for either are infinitesimally small. Actually, it's statistically zero. Also to note, children do not, there's not been one single case, zero zip not, and I challenge you, send if you can find it, send it to me at nwczradio at gmail.com. Children, there's been no case 
proven at all that children can pass the COVID on to care teachers or givers. It's not there. They don't do it. Their immune system, it dies in them. Yes. It completely dies. They don't transmit it. So if they go to school and let's say they got it, they're not bringing it home to mom, grandma, dad, or whoever. Yeah, usually their body and their immune system is strong enough to just kill it and take it out. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about masks for a moment because the mask things really is is now dividing the nation. Oh, it's hugely dividing the nation. I've had a, and I've had multiple people, you know, come at me because my job is a safety professional. Right. And people are like you're a safety professional, you should understand why we need these masks and why they work. And I'm like, no, because I am a safety professional and I've taken these classes and I've taught on masks and what you need to do with the mask to make it work correctly and everything else. I know their shit. And these aren't, they, these are not doing what they say they're going to do. Yeah. So what I find absolutely hilarious is I, I, I go to, the, I've been to the store. So my view on mask is they're absolute BS. Oh, they are. And but if I choose to go to a store who says, you got to wear a mask to come into my store, okay, that's my choice, right? If I want to go into yeah. said store, they say you got to have a mask. It'd be the same to me as if they say you can't wear a hoodie or you can't no. have flip-flops on, you know, whatever. Okay, fine. I'll wear a mask while I'm in your store. It's the same thing because at my house, I have rules in my house. If somebody comes to my house, I don't allow smoking in my house, right? So if somebody wants to come to my house, they have to abide by that rule. Yes. And if they can't or won't or don't want to, they don't come over. So I'm okay with that. But a lot of people don't get that. I've had a bunch of arguments with people on that. I'm like, it's one of those things, whether you agree with masks or not. Yes. It is a stores. It is your right as an Absolutely. American to say, I don't want to wear this mask. Right. And it's also the store's right to say, you can't come in. What I'm having a problem with is the mandate yes, on the governmental level. And so people are all on Trump's case because he has a mandated mask. Well, literally, it's illegal. He can't. It's a state level. It's at the state level. Yeah. You have to understand, in the United States, that decision is at the state level. The United States government can cannot get up, whether it's Trump, Fauci, or whatever, and make a law or make a rule that everybody wears masks. He can recommend it. He can say, I think you should do it. He could say, and, and even Fauci contradicts himself over and over and over about masks yeah. all, all over the place. And, but it's become the popular thing because it's, uh, it's the woke mask, right? It's virtue signaling. It's, Hey, I'm against Trump or I'm trying, I'm saving the world because I'm wearing this like, you know, diaper on my face. And the, the absolute like ludicrous part of this is I've seen masks of all types. Yep. I've seen masks that are open on the sides. People, you know, I've seen like full on gas masks. I've seen uh, the little cheap paper masks that you, you know, like maybe if you're painting or something, yep. you know, the disposables. And there's, yeah. And none of them. No. And I could break it down for you. And if I had time, I would. The, the, it, and there's a huge breakdown on it. Because like I said, I But if you break this. it down to the particle, like the particles of COVID and how tiny they are and what a mask can and can't handle as far as what gets through it, there's not a mat, not even the N95. No. There's no mask on the market well, today. There's no shield unless you're fully hazmat suited up that a particle of COVID can't get in. Well, the big thing a lot of people keep saying is you're, if you wear a mask, like if I wear a mask, I'm protecting you. N95 masks, the only way they protect is what you're breathing in. Right. Not what you're breathing out. So yeah, I think. You, you, otherwise, you would literally die if yeah. you're sitting there it breathing filters, your yeah, own CO2 all day. It filters what comes into the mask, not what goes out of the mask. So I can sit there and I could spew out as much COVID-19 all over you as I want. But if you had it, it technically would still go through because COVID's smaller than what an N95 will protect against. Yes. But that's a, <laughs> that's a whole other argument. So, and that's where people get on. Then they get on the whole thing of, oh, it's just because it's in your, your spittle. And that's what you're trying to protect against. It's like, no, it's still, it's, is it airborne or is it on the, on surfaces? If that's and the that's case. where they can't, that's where they want. Well, want and here I have a, I have a rope. I have a true problem with that too, because if that's the case, right, why is the test for COVID 
sticking a Q-tip into your brain up your nose? Don't Why aren't you just spitting into a Petri dish? Yeah. Right? That's I mean, what if, it should be. If, if me talking and, and hitting you with a spittle, right, is going to give you COVID. Why don't I just spit into a Petri dish and then they, they test it? But no, they stick this, you know, swab up your nose into your brain, basically, mm -hmm. to get... It's not a pleasant thing, right? No. And the, here's the other thing. We're talking about letting, and they have let, a lot of prisoners out based on this COVID thing, right? We got to let the prisoners out because we can't let them get COVID. Well, if masks truly work why can't you just give them to the prisoners and there's there's one place in the world where you can mandate what somebody can do and you can socially distance them and pull them apart would be in the prison put a mask on them socially distance them problem solved I but no nope. their cell but apparently no they don't work in prisons here's another example on the mask thing my wife and i were, went to a restaurant sign on the door says gotta wear a mask right yeah. So we walk in and there are, you know, there's couples at tables who obviously as you're eating, you can take off your mask, you take your mask off. But walking in, I have to wear a mask. I have to sit at the table, wear a mask until the food or my drink comes. And then magically COVID disappears. Magically, there's a bubble around you as the food is laid in front of you because you can take your mask off and everybody else has their masks off and there is eating and chewing and talking and spittles flying and, you know, stuff's flying through the air. But nope, that's okay. And then as soon as you're done, you got to put your mask back on to walk out of the building. Yeah. And if you go to the bathroom, you have to put your mask on. It's insanity. It is, it's it is. it's absolutely like it's like the cone of silence, right? Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, when you order your food and it shows up, the cone of silence drops down, and you're no longer, uh, you know, you're no longer in trouble from the COVID. Yeah. Same thing with the store. I can literally walk in the door of a store with my mask on, and I walk right back out. I take my mask off, and there's three or four people walking in, walking out, whatever. But in that exchange, I'm not going to get it. There's there's a magical barrier there, yeah. apparently, that right I'm safe. Feet. Right. But no, if I walk in that door, we're not safe. No. If I walk out that door, oh, I'm totally, I'm, I'm, oh, just rip the mask off and I'm a okay. And that's, yeah. It and is. didn't you have somebody yelling at you? Oh, I did. I, I, cause I go running all the time. I've been trying to get physically fit. I've dropped a few pounds. And, um, I was running in the park by my house. And normally I'll have one of the gators around my neck that I can grab and pull up just in case somebody freaks out. But this time I didn't. I'm like, whatever. I'm in a park. And outside in the wild, there's a, the, the trail is like eight feet wide. So if I stay on my side and you stay on your side, we, we should never come within six feet of each other. Hey. And I had someone start coming in at me like, why aren't you wearing a mask and freaking out? And I'm looking, I'm like, because I'm six feet away, I am social distance until you came into, into my, my space. You stepped into my bubble. And now if you get close enough, you know, you're, you're threatening my life with your COVID. So I'm going to have to knock you the fuck out. So you need to back up. Yeah. And it's like, you know, <laughs> if I, if you just moved on, it would have been fine. But it was just all of a sudden you had to freak out because I wasn't wearing a mask while I'm outside and I'm six feet away from you. Yep. And I, you, you had to come within my bubble. I've had a couple of instances. Uh, one, I walked down to the post office. I was going to mail a box. Right. Obviously, and oddly enough, nobody's required to wear gloves. Right. right. Apparently, I thought gloves. I thought we were supposed to all wear gloves. Like COVID lays well, on. Because then they decided that it doesn't lay on things, which would tell me once again that then it's not in our spittal and it's all airborne. And but. if you're wearing a mask, aren't your eyes exposed? Like, I mean, any if yeah. you have a sore or if you have any kind of lesion or anything, I mean, yeah. like you're not protected. Or like me, I have a blister that popped on my hand because I was bucking hay earlier. And I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, so I went down to the post office. I forgot my mask, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, crap. And on the door, of course, it says, you are required to wear a mask in here. No, it doesn't. Say, it just says a face covering. Yeah. So what I did is I pulled my shirt up over my nose. I walked in. No problem. I mean, my shirt is about as, you know, like, I mean, this is cotton. It's yeah. as porous as it gets. Mm -hmm. So it's not about, it's virtue people. It's virtue signaling. It is, we're all on board. It, it has nothing to do with safety. It has nothing to do with you not catching COVID. It has nothing to do, the government knows that it has nothing to do. In fact, Jay Inslee, our governor, he completely outed himself 
just the other day. He had a press conference where he was, uh, because he's mandated mask. If you go into any kind of inside yeah. place and blah, 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 blah. And he gave this press conference the other day. And a lot of people didn't catch this. And maybe it's just because I, I just finished these books on propaganda and how to control masses and, you know, the, the public mindset. But he literally got up and he said, and you can look it up, just Google Jay Inslee press conference uh, from, I think it was the 16th. He says, wow, it's amazing how we've gotten people to wear masks. The, the clothing industry, and this, uh, this is, I'm paraphrasing, but this is what he said. The clothing industry will spends millions of dollars to get you to change your habit to wear a different collar. And all we have to do is suggest to you and tell you that this is good for you. And everybody does it. It's amazing. I find it frightening oh, it's, that it's you sheeple, that the people out there mm-hmm. who just because Jay Inslee, who's no expert oh, and the people he surrounds himself are just yes men come out with a national, with a, with a statewide edict of masks are good for you. You should wear a mask. And everybody goes, yup, Jay Inslee said it. So well, yeah. we got to no. do it. Nobody checks the science. Nobody no. checks anything. Nobody checks the science. Nobody looks at anything. Nobody questions it. And then not only that, it becomes like the freaking Hitler youth. Oh, where they're coming at you because you're not following King Inslee's proclamation. Right. And now all of a sudden you are the horrible it's become person because you're not wearing the mask. It's become this weird political thing. It's become you're either anti-Trump or for Trump. The mask yeah. has become like this Trump hate, Trump love thing, which yeah. I don't get at all. I don't understand it at all. What is the mask like wearing the mask? Well, yeah, that's because Joe Trump's anti-science and he's a denier. So I'm wearing it because I'm anti-Trump. Who the who the F cares? Yeah. Like, why are you being such like led around by your nose ring? It's mm-hmm. insane. I had a buddy who he uh, so he and his dad we're heading to the dump, the city mm-hmm. dump. And they're you know, like everywhere else, you know, cause it's a government thing. You got to wear a mask at the dump. It's outside. Yeah. You know, but anyway, it's required. So they didn't, they forgot theirs at home. So they stopped at a local store and uh, he went in to get them and they had, you know, the, <laughs> the disposable 10 pack of the crappy there. It's no more than a, you know, like a tissue or a Kleenex with some rubber bands on it. But he had this 10 pack standing in line and he's people started yelling at him. Where's your mask? Where's your mask? And he's like, I'm, I'm buying them. Yeah. Well, take it out and put it on. You know, you're putting us all over. This guy's like, he's like 27 years old. He's of no risk. He's, I mean, low, low, like zero, zero risk. Doesn't have it. it he's literally going to buy it. And people were like, freaking out yelling at him shaming him and he's literally holding the box yeah like i'm going to buy it i'm going to buy it so i can do what you tell me i need to do but i don't but it's not good enough because you don't have it on right now and you're killing everybody yeah and and the stats don't bear it out no they don't the stats don't bear it out they had showed basically that if i had it if i walked into this room and you and squeeze were both here when i walked in so now both of you have it and now your wife's going to have it when you walk in there and his wife's going to have it. And then everyone he sees and the, basically the, the way the original models were meant is if I walked into a room, every person that came within my six foot bubble supposedly had it. has it. All right. And they found that doesn't, isn't true. I'm going to play a clip for you because you, you think we're kidding. You think the, the, that the media is, uh, is on board and above board on all of this. We'll check this out. You're going to have to listen carefully because the, uh, some of the sound quality on this is, is not the best. But this is CBS News, world leader, CBS News, faking a testing site. Check this out. Telling me you're 100% certain that CBS News, CBS News Corporation, National, staged a fake event. They faked the news. They faked the reality and broadcasted that to all of their audience last Friday on CBS This Morning. 100% absolutely. And, uh, apparently, the news crew wanted more people in the line because they knew it was going Well, we knew they, they were coming. We had no clue that we were going to have to, like, do face patients. Yeah, did she tell you guys, like, hey, you're not actually getting tested? Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, yeah, she did. She just, just, 
tools just to make it look busy for the meals because they're right there. Well, I didn't see you guys had to do the swab at all. I just saw you talking yeah. with them. And then I was talking with you the other girl. It. There were a couple of real patients, which made it worse. They probably just wanted it to look busy. It's <laughs> my guess. They actually do have so there have an ideological oh, frame sorry about that so there you go so th there was a guy who went undercover at this testing site and he knew cbs news was going to be to them yeah and so he had a camera undercover and he's talking to the workers there and the workers are saying yeah oh yeah the news crew they wanted to make they wanted to make it look busier um you know and then uh, one of the nurses says uh yeah we didn't realize that you know um they wanted so many you know pages so they literally had staff lining up and they weren't even doing the testing it was just for show the whole thing's for show and then the one nurse said yeah we actually had a couple of people who wanted testing which made it awkward because we weren't even really prepared for that it, the whole thing staged yeah and then they play this on cbs morning and go oh my gosh Look at all the people lining up for testing. And, and, and then they give you the shock scare numbers that are completely phonied up. Mm -hmm. And then everybody panics and freaks out. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you how hypocritical it is and my job. And I, and so on my day job, I, I'm a city bus driver. I drive a bus, right? Yeah. My job, they, they came out and said to ride the bus, masks are required, right? And then for drivers, masks are required. Then you go down further, and then it says, if a passenger isn't wearing a mask, you can't refuse to pick them up. And as an operator, if you don't want to wear a mask or you feel it's uh, you know like inhibiting you anyway, you don't have to wear a mask. So then it's not required. No. That's not. not a requirement. No. That, that's a suggestion, and that's virtue signaling, because everybody's on board now that masks are great. Masks yeah. are going to save the world. I'm telling you people. No. Mask, all it is, it is literally, it is a movement to see how much they can get you to do what they say. And they're using this moment. They're using this moment in time. A crisis, whether it's a crisis or not, we can debate that. But they're using this to manipulate you into what they want you to do, and then they are observing it for future use. To see how far they can push us. They want and to like know. And like we said, if you go back to the old episode, that's exactly what we said. They're using this as a way to push us to see how far they would go. I remember the last episode, we showed things where they, they, the exact same things. Where they had places where they're like, this place is packed. Look at all these people that are here. And then the next day, they, it's completely, they had reporters there, and it's completely empty. Yeah, you know, and they they did it for a show. It's like right now, I was looking at one where in Ohio, one of the the um, Democratic candidates for senator said, "Yeah, our our hospital beds, there there ICU is completely packed and overrun and blah blah blah." And then someone went to the hospital, and the hospital's like, "Yeah, no, um, we have like four people in our ICU of fifty eight people, and that's it." And that they they they've been doing the same thing with Texas and Florida. It's odd because they've been saying, "Oh man." We're completely out of bed space. We don't have any bed space, and we gotta we we gotta open up all this stuff. Well, doctor after doctor has come out and said, no, 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 no. The reason that we have limited bed space right now is because we've opened up all the other surgeries. We've brought all our cancer patient backs. We bought our knee operation people back. We people who need back surgery. We bought we brought all of them back. So therein. And then now we have, you know, some COVID patients who are coming in, but we still have room. We're not over room. No. And we talked about this back in the day when they shut down all the elective surgery and they were claiming that the hospitals were completely out of control. And you went to a hospital. Yeah. I drove by three or four of them and it was a ghost town, no. a ghost town laying people off. Nobody's there. There's no overrun of patients. Nobody's no. lying outside. There's not ambulances stacked up with people waiting to get inside there there's nothing no, zero nothing zip zip so i'm going to ask you this before we leave in your experience and in your life and i had this conversation with my wife today how many people do you know personally who has either had covid or has died of covid in your world in my world personally like directly no one um i've had like one one of my friends 
two of his co-workers. Yeah, I'm not talking about stories. Nope. I'm talking about th- that Personally, you know no one. Because I know, not one. like me, you know a lot of people. Yeah. And you are out there in the public at public sites with lots of people. I've My had... wife's a teacher. She's very involved in the community. I myself know lots of people. Yeah. I have heard stories. Me I've too. met one person. I, I, I have like two friends that have been tested for the antibodies and come back. Saying so they, they had, had it. it at some point. They had it at some point. They, they didn't even know it. But they didn't even know it. So I have nobody that I know. I have a few friends that have been sick and had to run a fever and mm, think they may have had it. But, yeah, but that doesn't been, count. But never been tested for it. So because yeah, when I mean yeah. in the you know in the throes of in winter, the, I got sick at one yeah. point. But it was it was like the common Putin, cold or flu. Putin had it in November because he he's ahead of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the only person I met was when I was in Texas. There's a lady who lives across the street from where I'm building my house. Mm-hmm. She and her husband, their, her daughter, lived in New York and was had, giving birth to a baby. They went out there, and they caught it. Yeah. Okay. So they had to quarantine in their hotel for 14 days. I and she's like set in her 70s. She's a retired um, uh, animal doctor, and her, I don't remember what her husband does. But and her husband's you know over 70. And I said, what was it like? And she said, ah, you know, like my daughter got it, I got it, husband got it, got some headaches, maybe some chills or whatever, uh, but no big deal. And then as soon as the 14 days was over, we got the hell out of Dodge and we went home. We came home and no big deal. And so that's the only person I've literally met in my life who's actually said, yes, I had COVID. I don't know anybody who's died. I don't know anybody around my neighborhood who's had it. I don't see anybody disappearing or like the ambulance is coming. Use common sense. Yeah. Look around you. Not stories, not I have a friend who told me about a friend yep. of his, or I have a friend whose cousin's boss. None of that. None of that. No. No. Who do you know? Who do you know in your life? Count them up. And like Count we said, them up. we're not saying that it doesn't exist and that no. COVID isn't there. COVID exists. There has been deaths. There has been people who have it. But we're just saying that it is, you do some research and you will realize this isn't even close no, not even close you've been completely, to what they're, they're making us think it you're is. You're being bamboozled. Oh, you're yeah. being lied to. And look, if you've got it or if you've lost somebody as a result of it, my heartfelt yeah. uh, condolences to you. It and that sucks. But the same thing happens with the flu. Happens with pneumonia. Happens mm-hmm. with you know all kind of different things. And so this fear porn. And I'm going to make a prediction right now. This is what's going to happen. In November, when we have the United States election, and I'm talking about the U.S. in particular, because I know yes. we have listeners from all over the world. Um, and I will say this. The rest of the world, from every, most stuff I've seen, has handled this way better. Some. Some, yeah. not so, Some, yes. Some, no. But here's the deal. In November, when we have our election, one of two things is going to happen. Biden wins. This whole thing disappears. It's gone. It will. Businesses will open up. Nobody's wearing masks. It will completely, all the numbers will drop. It will end on a dime. Yeah. On a dime. Trump wins. What you're seeing on the streets with riots, protests, BLM, all the COVID fear will double. Yeah. So is that a reason to vote for Biden? Hell no. No. Absolutely not. But what I'm saying is, this is a manufactured this they want to keep schools locked down they want to go to mail-in voting they want to keep you uh distance from everybody they don't want any groups getting they don't want any debates they don't want any uh any kind of like candidate going around and um putting on rallies or like they don't want any of that because biden and this is very political and i and you're gonna say man i just you just lost me fine but I'm telling you right now, this is exactly what's going to happen. And, and I agree because in a lot of that, because if you think, look at the way the different states have handled it. You go with the liberal states. They're a lot more like what's happening in Washington. Lockdown, 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 lockdown. lockdown. The Republican worked. states are like, whatever, business right. as usual. So therefore, the, the, the fear porn, because New York, the worst state, the worst. Yeah. 
I mean, mass deaths. Mass. Ma- and the reason they're not having it now is because everybody's dead. Yeah. All the people who are going to die are dead, and they probably reached herd immunity, so therefore it's dropping like a rock. Yeah. Right? So this notion that, oh, yeah, Massachusetts, New York, New Jersey, man, they are great. They, 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 no, they, they conquered it. They killed everybody. Yeah. And then hit herd immunity. And, and they then don't want to admit to herd immunity because they've been telling us from the beginning that herd immunity is a fa- a fa- uh, isn't going to work. Which is complete bonkers. But yeah. we're out of town, out yeah, of time. We are so definitely we got to go. Hey, we didn't even get to Black Lives Matter. No. We're, so we're, we're going to have to do that on the next show. Yep. Because that's another thing you're absolutely being lied to yes. about. I'm not talking about the slogan. I'm talking about the incorporated. Black yes. Lives Matter as an organization. Yes. And, and Black if, Lives Matter, I mean, I completely, with what most people believe it is, and what most people are into with Black Lives Matter, I, I agree with. With Black Lives Matter as an organization, oh no. No, no. And, and we will, if you're not hip to it, we're going to blow your mind. Because I've got clips from their leaders. I've got articles they've written. I've got their demands. I've got everything that they, as a group, want for the U.S., for the world. And it, if you're on board with it, then that you know that's one thing if you're knowledgeable about it and you're on board can't help you but for those of you who are just like yeah black lives matter are great oh no it is not what you think it is and it's actually quite dangerous so everybody have a good week we will we're not going to be here next week so i'm going to be i'm going to be out and about uh but we'll be back and we're going to bring you the black lives matter episode so uh everybody have a great week i'm big d I'm Brandon Valentine. This is Down the Rabbit Hole. Thanks for tuning in. See you later.